This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Don't think we're going to be questioning anyone's fandom today, although Canty will be on later. I guess we can ask him about that and maybe push back a little bit since apparently he didn't stay up to watch his team fall last night to the Warriors. It is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. But no Canty, no Carlin. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Michael Rothstein. You can join our conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. That game that they were just talking about, we are talking about as well. As the uh, Golden State Warriors got a huge performance out of Draymond Green last night en route to a 121-106 victory in Game 5 to push that series to a Game 6. Green had the energy. He scored 20 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 10 boards, had a couple of steals as well. Here's Draymond after the game talking about coming out and making sure he was setting the tone. I definitely um, wanted to come out and set a tone. Jacob Rubin told me before uh, the game, like, you've played well, but I still haven't felt your presence like I know you can feel, like you, your presence should be felt. And, you know, that's coming out aggressive, both ends of the floor, that's verbally, uh, so everyone hears you on the floor. And, you know, I, was, I felt a little disrespected when he said it. So, you know, I knew it was on me to come out and, like you said, set the tone for our guys, come out aggressive. Season's on the line, back against the wall. You got to come out and give all that you got. And that was just my mindset coming into this game, and that'll be my mindset going into the next one. Making sure everyone hears you on the floor may have included the officials. It seemed like he was begging for a technical early in that game. But he What's brought new? that energy. Brought the energy, Michael. The big question, though, is... Can Draymond have another game like this, another scoring game? And do the Warriors need him to score like this in order to push this to a Game 7? Do they need him to score like this? No. Do I think he can do it again? No. The most predictable thing was what you talked about before, which is Draymond Green seems to be asking for a technical. That is like the Draymond Green M.O., when it comes to the playoffs, is kind of being the instigator, trying to take the opposing team out of their rhythm, out of their game. And I think he maybe did that a little bit, but also then backed it up with a, I would call it more of a vintage Draymond Green performance that we are used to seeing from Draymond Green's younger days. I just don't know if he can bring that again on a night-to-night basis. And the thing is, I don't know if the Warriors need that on a night-to-night basis from him. If they do get it from him, that definitely bolsters their chances of winning this series for reasons we're going to get into shortly on the Lakers side of things but it's not an imperative but it certainly would be a big help he I I don't think he needs to score 20 points in order for them to win game six because he had Clay Thompson they haven't gotten a ton out of Clay in this series same thing with Poole off the bench and Poole Showed some signs of life in last night's game. Clay, 3 of 14 shooting, and, and you know he can play better than that, especially on the offensive end. The one thing I do think they need out of Draymond is that energy level. Whether it results in 7 of 11 shooting and 20 points, I think is, to me, it's more about the energy that he brings. And him just even being a little bit of a threat offensively. Because there were so times, Michael, earlier in this series, and really throughout the playoffs, where... the. I don't even know if the Lakers had anybody in front of him in the basket. And a couple of times he's gotten a rim run. But so many times offensively he gets the ball on the perimeter instead of kind of surveying what's going on around him. He's trying to set you know a screen or trying to do a dribble handoff to get it to Clay to get it to Steph. And if he can at least pose some sort of threat 
and maybe get toward the, you know, get into the paint and cause a, get a little bit of that attention, it can open up things on the outside for Clay, for Steph, for Poole. Well, yeah, and that, and that when we saw the vintage Warriors of, you know, what, four, five, six, seven years ago, that's how they operated, was Draymond caused just enough of a presence to create havoc, and that opened up just a sliver of room for Steph, for Clay, for, I mean, at that point, Iguodala, to score from the outside. And, Dr- and really, Draymond just hasn't been that guy for a while now. So to expect that to the point where maybe the Lakers have to be more concerned about that, I think he would have to start showing it with more consistency. Now, I bet he's maybe a little bit more on the scouting report. He's always on the scouting report, of course, Gabe. But maybe he's a little higher on the scouting report going into Game 6 after what we saw last night. But I still wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I got to pay attention to him now because that could blow up the whole series for us. If you're the Lakers, no, you've played these teams before. You know what Draymond's capable of, and you also know – that it just hasn't been a consistent thing for a long time now. It's not too long ago that he went 3 of 14 in a game, Gabe. No, no, it's not. And he set the, again, he set the tone, hit the three-pointer right away, which is very un-Draymond Green-like to hit that opening three, even taking that opening three. But I think it's just that mentality, that attitude that he can bring that still, to me, makes the, the Warriors a very dangerous team. I, I am not writing off the Warriors at this point in this that series against the Lakers. That makes one of us. You're you're uh, writing off. You're writing off the Warriors. I, with a caveat, uh, and and this will be a nice transition, I think. But I'm writing them off as long as Anthony Davis plays and is healthy in Game Six, because the one thing that I most people would agree at this point is that the home road split for the Warriors is not some regular season anomaly. It is the reality that is the Golden State Warriors this year. It is one of the things that. Makes no sense in man that I wish we could send physicists and um, psychologists and any other ists that are scientists to study and figure out why the Warriors have been so good at home and so atrocious on the road. But it is just the reality of what they are this season. And as long as Anthony Davis is playing, I just don't know if they will win in Los Angeles. And because of that... I have a hard time seeing the Warriors win this series. But again, there's that caveat. Anthony Davis doesn't play. Then it's a completely different conversation game. I guess I would counter that by saying, oh, okay, to me, that was more of a regular season problem for the Warriors because they went on the road and they won game five and game seven in their previous series against the uh, against the Sacramento Kings, and that has not been an easy place to play in because of how excited Sacramento was, uh, you know, just to be able to have those games. And you know, the, the Warriors—it's not like they've just completely laid down on the road. They won game two on the road, so th- this is a team that had, or excuse me, they they. they they won game two at home, but this is a team that, yes, during the regular season, that was a tough thing on the road. I haven't seen that as much in the postseason from this squad. I, I still think they're a very dangerous team. Quickly on your note for Anthony Davis, uh, Dave McMenamin uh, just saying this now over on ESPN on NBA Today. Uh, he's saying, quote, no scenario where Anthony Davis does not play in game six. Well, then, cool. Congratulations, Lakers. 
Like, so seriously. I, nothing, I, obviously, nothing official. That's just coming from Dave McMenamin. Yeah. Uh, if you happen to miss it, Davis left the game last night after getting a, a, a kind of an elbow forearm to the head. That was halfway through the fourth quarter. He was inadvertently struck on in the side of the head by Kevon Looney. Source told ESPN there was no mention uh, of a concussion after initial evaluation, and this would be consistent with that. Let's go ahead and hear from Dave McMenamin, ESPN Lakers reporter, just moments ago on NBA Today. I spoke to a source close to Davis this morning who told me that he believes there's not any scenario that he can envision where Anthony Davis does not play in game six. The source added, quote, it's the playoffs. So certainly uh, Davis will continue to be monitored by the Lakers. The team has off today. They're not practicing. They're not gathering for film or anything of the sort. Let everybody rest their bodies up for this pivotal game six. But things are trending in the direction that we're going to see Anthony Davis back in the lineup on Friday night. So certainly good news from the Lakers there, Michael Rothstein. I'm Gabe Knight. So this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. But it's interesting to me that you are choosing to believe in the Lakers and then use regular season. Oh, this team was inconsistent on the road in the Warriors when the Lakers were the epitome of inconsistent literally all season long. Well, yeah, but you're also looking at a different Lakers team now than one that played the majority of the regular season because guess what this Lakers team no longer has, Gabe Knight. So they no longer have Russell Westbrook and his Draymond Green like 3 of 14 shooting nights over and over. They remade this roster at the trade deadline, bringing in guys like D'Angelo Russell, and that has helped give them some consistency as they have learned to play together. And obviously LeBron James has gotten healthier, AD has gotten healthier, Now, we'll see what happens when he plays or doesn't play. But you look at those things, and I think that that's... I'm going to use the regular season for the Warriors because the Warriors are largely the same team where the Lakers are not. And you mentioned before, oh, well, they won in Sacramento. But remember, De'Aaron Fox was injured and was dealing with a finger injury in in those types of games. And I'm sorry, a finger injury for a guy who's maybe your best scorer? That makes a difference. So um, I, I get why you're not... Out on the Warriors. I mean, this team, this I get team why you're not, not out on wilt. the Warriors. Like they're but... not going to go into LA. They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be scared. I, I guess I, I just look at it, and this postseason has proved it. The way that the Lakers have played, the way that the Heat have played over in the East, Michael. Like to me, the regular season and whatever happens in the regular season is as meaningless as it's ever been in the NBA, which is obviously the pro- a problem that they are going to have to find a way to address. Where the regular season has become almost meaningless in the NBA. But I just rely on that team. I know, I mean, what are they now, 8-2 and two under Steve Kerr in elimination games? Like, this is not a team that's going to be going quietly into the night and going to show up uh, in Los Angeles and go 1-2-3 Cancun. They're, they're going to throw everything they've got at the Lakers. And, oh, by the way, uh, speaking of consistency, Anthony Davis is due for one of his 3-14 of 14 shooting games since he seemingly goes every other game playing well, not playing well, playing well, not playing well. Listen, I'm not saying the Warriors are like absolutely have no shot. I'm not saying that, okay? Because, yeah, they are the defending champs. They obviously have so much experience when you're talking about Clay and you're talking about Steph and you're talking about Draymond. I just have not seen it with any level of consistency from the Warriors where I feel like they're going to be able to do this for three straight games. Just I don't believe it, especially if AD plays, which, again, Dave McMenamin is reporting that that's going to happen. And also they do have this guy on the other side there, who has been on the other side of 3-1 coming back in LeBron James. And I I can't see LeBron James letting his team lose three straight. Just cannot see it happen, especially because they're getting to the point now where they're 
there is an inkling, right? Like there's this maybe feeling that they can make a run, that they can get to the finals. And you look at what's happened in the Eastern Conference, and Milwaukee's no longer around. And, you know, the the winner of Boston and Philly is going to play either the Knicks or the Heat, and that's not exactly Milwaukee, right? So if you're LeBron, you're like, this might be my shot at another ring. This could be my chance. So you're going to... I think you're going to carry maybe your team on your back a little bit if you have to to get past the Warriors. And I, in one of these three, one of these games, I do believe that it'll happen. So in terms of carrying, that's classic LeBron. That's vintage LeBron. Can LeBron James still have that classic LeBron performance? Jay Williams answered that question earlier today on Keyshawn Jay Will and Max. I think it's way more reasonable in Game Six to get like a 35 and 18 game from. AD from AD. I think you can still get a high 20, almost triple double from LeBron James. I think the days of LeBron James having 40 plus in a triple double, I'm not sure we're going to see that game at, at this level right now. So do you disagree with Jay Will that we can still, and not on the triple-double part, 40-point triple-double would be something outrageous. I know LeBron has done that before. But do you still believe that LeBron can have that vintage LeBron performance, that classic LeBron James performance as he has in many game sixes over the years? Yeah, he's one of the best three or four players in NBA history, and depending on who you ask, he might be the best. So, yes, we've seen that from guys in that ilk before Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan, especially late in career, once or twice, it's happened where all of a sudden, whether it's regular season or postseason, they have the game that reminds us, oh my God, that was him in his prime again. There is no reason to think that LeBron James can't do that. Zero reason to think. If you doubt LeBron James, shame on you at this point. Like, why would you doubt LeBron James? Like, how can you doubt LeBron James? I don't understand anyone who would do that in this scenario considering who he is and who he has been and what he has still shown he is capable of. I guess it's just, it's interesting to me. Like I don't want to count LeBron out, but something hasn't been, I mean, he had the 22-point, 20-rebound game against Memphis in a game that they won in overtime during that series. But he's just, he's been very consistent. He's been a very consistent performer. He hasn't gone up over 30 points yet this postseason. That's fine. I'm over. just throwing it out because in order for me to be a classic LeBron performance, we got we're, we're talking bare minimum thirty points, and then influencing the other game in just about every other aspect, right? Yeah, but but here's the thing: LeBron can go. LeBron can go like let's just throw our numbers, right? I know he hasn't gone for over thirty, but let's say LeBron goes thirty-three, ten, twelve, right? Like that's a pretty classic LeBron performance yep. there. Mm-hmm. He does that. That probably means AD has had a pretty good night, and or the uh, you know D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves type scenarios have also gone. Rory Hachimura have gone off a little bit as well, and LeBron has once again diverted attention from everybody else. Allow done what he has done throughout his entire career, which is be the epitome of a point forward, and that will cause havoc for Golden State. If LeBron James has a triple double, guess what? I have a hard time seeing the Los Angeles Lakers losing that game. I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless yeah. it's like a 10-10-10 thing, right? Yeah, like, yes, yeah, obviously yeah. score at least 20. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking a bigger game because that, that would be – because a true LeBron performance, what has always made him special is his way to impact every facet of the game, the way he distributes, the way he defends, the way he grabs rebounds, gets out in transition. That would be, to me, kind of the definition of what a classic LeBron performance looks like. And 
I still think that's in there. It's just curious to me that even though we've seen games where AD has struggled and we've the Lakers have probably needed that, he hasn't been able to, at least at this point in the postseason, reach down and kind of find that. Which, oh. which, which, again, like LeBron of old, you would have seen some sort of classic LeBron performance at this point, even though... To me, again, the, the Lakers come down to Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is playing well, it's going to be really hard to beat that team. But he's been so up and down, that's what makes them so vulnerable right now. And again, Dave McMenamin saying uh, moments ago on NBA Today on ESPN that uh, people that he is talking to saying uh, there's no way he does not play in Game 6. So the, pr- the presumption is, as of right now, that Davis is going to be available for the Lakers. Yes, and if he is, again, that changes the entire metric of everything that we have been talking about for the last 10 minutes. Just one other thing I want to point out to you here, Gabe, when we're talking about LeBron, is he may not have had a triple-double, but just in this series alone, uh, on Monday, he had 27 points, 9 boards, 6 assists. That's pretty close. Game before that, 21 points, 8 and 8. So he's been flirting with a triple-double for a while. Against Memphis, He, like you say, at 22-20, and 20, he also had seven assists in that game. He followed that up 15-10-5. He's getting closer to that triple-double type of game. And don't forget, he also did not play from February 28th until March 26th. So there is maybe some where the rest of that regular season was ramping up for him, where it's now more consistent LeBron. And guess what happens after consistent LeBron, Gabe? Then it becomes... LeBron James, who has one or two major performances, and I just feel like we're on the cusp of that right now. Yeah, you get, then you get supernova LeBron. On the other side, by the way, I still think we're getting a big-time Klay Thompson performance where you know he hits like four threes before you even blink. Like you get up to go to the bathroom at your house, or you get up to go grab yourself another refreshment from the refrigerator, and you come back, and somehow Klay Thompson's hit his last four threes. I think that is still coming at some point in this series. As well. But meanwhile, over in the East, the Knicks were desperate. They needed to win. So what do they do? Jalen Brunson. He had to play all 48 minutes last night. So after that, with the Knicks winning must game, the must-win game five, is having to play Brunson an entire game more of a luxury or is it a concern? We're going to answer that question here on Canty and Carlin coming up next after, this, after Michael has this from Indeed. If your summer hiring program is heating up, then make the whole process more chill with Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it simple to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Sound courtesy of 98.7 ESPN New York. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Michael Rothstein. And help us talk a little bit about the game you heard that sound from, the Knicks hosting the Heat last night. We welcome in Dan Grasso, host of the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN at New York. Uh, Jalen Brunson had to play all 48 minutes last night, Dan. Uh, is that what it's going to take for the Knicks to potentially come from behind and win this series? Is Jalen Brunson playing every single minute from here on out? Gabe, it might have to, right? And first of all, great to be with you guys this afternoon. I mean, I said last night on the post game, so we're going to look back regardless of how this series plays out, right? May 10th, 2023, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals is forever going to go down as the Jalen Brunson game in Nick Ward. You, know, you could throw out adjectives. You could say it was historic. I like to say it was heroic because this team was shorthanded. You knew that they need as much help as possible. And for him to go out there and answer the call and not even step off the floor, and it's one thing, guys, to log heavy minutes, but the group would actually play well. Right, and to put this team on your back, which is essentially what he did. I think Jalen Brunson almost willed this team to win last night. And it's so ironic, too, on a night where the All-NBA teams were announced before tip-off. And this is a guy who didn't make an All-NBA team. This is a guy who was snubbed for the All-Star game earlier this season. And he is, without a doubt, one of the most under-assuming, underrated, great players that we have in our game. And he's showing it now on the big stage. Yeah, Dan, I mean, do you think that that game, and maybe this is too broad of a question, solidified himself with Knicks fans for the long term? Oh, I think the whole season has done that already, Mike. I really, truly believe it. I I mean, we've been talking really throughout the year that this guy, because, look, the Knicks have a star-crossed history, as we all know, right? It seems like everything that they touch doesn't always work out for them. 
And everything was linking Jalen Brunson to the Knicks last summer. It was the worst kept secret in the world. We knew that he was going to sign with the Knicks. And generally, when everything seems like a perfect fit, it doesn't always work out that way. But not only is he one of the best acquisitions that the Knicks have ever had, we've talked all throughout the year on my shows and stuff, that he might go down as one of the best free agent signings in New York sports history. And that's not even contingent upon him delivering the Knicks the championship, but the guy has been so good if he can just keep doing this for another three, four years, or however long he's going to be a Nick, I think that certainly qualifies. Dan Grasso, host of the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN New York, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Nigel, Michael Rothstein, in for the guys today. Jimmy Butler, 19 points last night. That's a low for him in this postseason. Have the Knicks put together a good defensive game plan to have somebody finally slow down Jimmy Butler? I don't know if it was essentially a game plan necessarily, Gabe. I think more than anything else, you know, what was the big takeaway from game four down in Miami, right? You had Julius Randle go up to the podium and say they maybe wanted it more. And you could see there was this plain as day. You know, the Heat were getting all the loose balls, all the offensive rebounds that they were tracking down. And Butler, look, Butler's the ringleader for this team. He's so good at what he does. You may not pick any other player, Jalen Brunson included, that you want on your team in this series than a guy like Jimmy Butler. Had a little bit of an off night, right? He didn't even attempt the three-point shot last night, but he still did enough, I think, to impact the game. There may be one surprising part about it, and one of the games or one of the plays that maybe is not going to jump out on the box score from you. But when the Knicks were leading, I think it was by six points, maybe a minute and a half left in this game, Quentin Grimes, who also played 48 minutes last night, got leveled on a screen by Bam Adebayo, comes up, he's clearly favoring his leg, yet he's still guarding Jimmy Butler on the perimeter, strips Jimmy Butler and gives the Knicks possession down the other end. They get fouled, they go to the free throw line and whatnot. So uh, Butler, you know, that sequence is one he'd like to have back. But let's be honest, he'd have a 3-2 lead. The one went away from the conference finals. And I can't think of any person in this series that is probably more responsible than that than Jimmy Butler. All right, well, Dan, let's follow on that, right? Jimmy Butler's playing the way he's playing throughout this playoffs. What chance do you believe the Knicks actually have, and maybe percentage it here, to be able to take care of Jimmy Butler a couple more times? Because that's really what's going to have to happen here. Yeah. I mean, Mike, you got to obviously take care of the first one. Like, that's the old cliche. Like, we talked last night when it was a 3-1 deficit. Well, you can't win three straight until you win one. And they got one last night. And, and it seemed like it took every ounce of effort, whether it was the players, whether it was the fans, that, that, that whole arena last night, just to will them to that victory. I mean, guys, when they were down 24-14 at the end of the first quarter last night, I, I was already in my mind thinking about, okay, what am I going to say on the postgame show to wrap up the season? Because it didn't look good. The building was quiet. You kind of felt like, well, this is a continuation of what we saw in games three and four. And then something just happened to change. Miami is, you know, I look at the Heat and I say, that's a team that goes by strength, by numbers, right? They just have so many different guys that come at you. When they came back from that 19-point deficit in the second half, you can never rule them out. Kyle Lowry making huge plays off the bench, even though he might not be the same player he used to be. But he hit back-to-back threes early in the fourth quarter to get them closer. Duncan Robinson had three huge three-pointers in that fourth quarter. And I think that there was a lot of Knicks fans watching that game thinking, we're going to blow this thing, you know, because you have so much faith. This is a battle-tested Miami team that's on the verge of going to the conference finals for the third time in the last four years. So if you're asking me, you know, what are the chances of them completing this comeback? They're, they're still not great. I mean, the odds are still in Miami's favor. And, look, I don't even know how confident you feel going back to Miami for game number six tomorrow because the Heat are clearly going to be favored. 
and it's going to have to probably take an even better performance than the Knicks played last night to try to beat that team on their home floor tomorrow. Dan, we certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy Game 6 tomorrow night. We will, guys. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Dan Grasso, host of the Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN New York, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. I feel pretty good in the series we were talking about earlier in the show, Mike. You know, the, the Warriors coming back. Jalen Brunson playing 48 minutes on not a 100% healthy ankle doesn't seem like a great recipe in order for the Knicks to somehow come out of this series and pull off the near impossible. No, I, I give the Knicks the same chance winning this series as I do Iceland winning the Eurovision contest, which is okay. going on right now, and Iceland performing right now with Dilja. But here's why I say that. Iceland is the only, one of the very few countries in Europe that has not ever won Univision. Eurovision, sorry, has so not I, ever won Eurovision. So I am saying no, I don't think the Knicks have any chance of winning because, again, uh, you know, and Dilja's got a shot here. She's a very strong performer, but... Too much. Too much has already happened here. I just don't see it happening. The Heat are gonna. The Heat are gonna win this series. They are. They're too talented, and then they have the best player in the series in Jimmy Butler, Gabe. So I'm giving them the same chance that I give Iceland to win Eurovision. Not much of one. I have a lot of follow-up questions about Eurovision, um, but Shannon Penn, our producer, is telling me I cannot ask them. So I'm going to thank Shannon for you know allowing me not to ask these questions right now. Uh, but I will tell you that the NBA playoffs are right here on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Sixers host the Celtics presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM at Channel 80. Coming up next, should every NFL team get at least one primetime game? Yes or no? That's next. Canty and Carl. ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I do not know what this song is. However, Michael Rothstein does. I'm Gabe Knight, so we're in for Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius 6M, Channel 80. And if at any point during the show today, if Michael Rothstein seems like he is distracted, it's because he is paying attention to Eurovision, which is apparently where this is from. I have no idea. Fill, fill in the rest of the blanks here, Michael. Or, or, or don't, I guess. All right, it's uh, Makeup by Hard Kiss is the uh, name of that song. But I know nothing about Eurovision. Yes, sir. I hear nothing. No, absolutely nothing about Eurovision and hopefully Michael Rothstein can, you know, help fill in the uh, help fill in the blanks cuz I have like I have no idea. No idea what any of that is. No idea what any of that was. I, I, I was there was apparently some technical difficulties. I didn't hear exactly what happened. I believe that they play if my memory serves. There we go. 
Man, wait, now, now you're making me. Oh, so I don't believe this technical, this technical difficulty that's, nonsense. That's, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. He was no. totally locked into Eurovision. That's exactly what that no, is. No, I heard he was locked into I Eurovision, or things. he wanted to hear the song. Either, either that, or he wanted to hear the song twice. One I of mean, those two things. I will absolutely, t- I will absolutely gladly hear the song twice. But no, I did not hear anything. Poland, by the way, performing right now. They're the ninth country performing today in the Eurovision Song Contest. Song Contest, the second semifinal of which Gabe now. Looks like he wants to jump through the Zoom screen and I, I, like punch me in the face or something. I just don't understand how you are in. Like, okay, against my better judgment, I'm going to ask this question: <laughs> How did you get so into Eurovision? Which, by the way, for a song competition, like shouldn't it be like Euro Listen? Like Eurovision? Like Vision has nothing to do with it. You're supposed to listen to the song. Well, part of it is the performances. Like, if you were actually willing to watch this and saw the po- performance being put on right now by Poland, it is very much a performance as much as it is a song. I, because I'm on air now, I can't hear the song, but I can see the performance and tell you that it's fantastic. Uh, I got into Eurovision in part because I love all things Europe, but also because Will Ferrell had a movie. This was around the pandemic time. Uh, that talk that kind of referenced Eurovision and Iceland, which I had talked about in the segment before and how Iceland had never won the Eurovision contest. So in being curious of like, this is a real thing. I want to learn more about it. I started learning even more and I got hooked on my Eurovision game night, game nights. And here I am. And it's, uh, it's incredible and awesome. And I wish they would do it in the United States. I think if they did this in the U S and they had every state, is put that one the, is, song I mean, out there and then a national competition. It would, it would be awesome. Like it would probably be the most watched thing. Does every network have their own singing competition but already? Di- but that's di- but that's different because it's not. It's all done by judges and whatever. Like it's not. It's not like focused on. Oh, one so this state. isn't We're judged like, by anyone? No, it is judged by people. Winner? Oh, okay. No, okay. it is judged by people, but it's actually judged. At least the se- they changed it this year. The semifinals are now judged completely by public vote, and then in the finals there is a panel. This is American Idol. You just described American no, Idol. No, it is that's, not. That's what it I is just not American Idol. You're making Idol. fun of American Idol, and it sounds like oh, this one's decided by by public vote. No, this I've, is not. I've the heard that on singing competitions the before, Michael. This is nothing special. And Ross is not even a real fan. He won't even vote he won't pay the dollar to vote <laughs> you're oh, right man. I will, well, it, not I even not a pay real a dollar fan. to vote just no, like canty not a real fan of the lakers because he went to bed last night you're not actually a real fan of eurovision because you won't pay the one dollar i just refuse to pay 99 euro cents or it's whatever less than a, a bottle of soda yeah well, don't but i don't drink want, soda don't even want your voice to be heard. Not either an iced tea well let's be i'm not my one vote is not going to matter Every That's, vote. I would have voted for Malta. I would have voted for Malta on Tuesday, and Malta counts, did not advance. Michael. Israel and Sweden, my other two favorites from Tuesday, both did advance to the grand final on Saturday. And I hope now, Gabe, that I've done nothing more in this segment than kind of get you to where I'm intrigued, and I'm going to watch the grand final on Saturday. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can think of seven thousand more things I can do on Saturday rather than watch the Eurovision Grand Finale. It's ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Michael Rostein. I'm Gabe Neitzel filling in for Canty and Carlin. Later tonight, the NFL will unveil the entire schedule. Although games have been released slowly throughout the course of the week, we've gotten some prime time games. We've found. 
found about uh, found out about today, including knowing when Aaron Rodgers and his Jets are going to be opening. They will, much like when he was a member of the Green Bay Packers for his first start, his first start as a Jets will come on ESPN, ABC, Monday Night Football, Jets, Bills, which should be a heck of a way to wrap up a good week one. Uh, also, this one was curious to me. Because of all the games the Chiefs have on their schedule, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of very interesting matchups that could have opened up the NFL season, but it's the Detroit Lions who get the nod from the yes, NFL. Lions at Chiefs will kick off the 2023 NFL season. I love that the Lions are kicking off the 2023 NFL season because the Lions, remember, they have not made a Super Bowl. They've made one NFC title game in their history, but they're hot right now. People are intrigued by them. They have a great personality in their head coach, Dan Campbell. Yeah, everybody's they, intrigued because half their players just got caught betting. That's not what... Come on, man. That's not why they're intrigued by the Detroit Lions. They're intrigued by the Detroit Lions because of what you saw toward the end of the season from the Lions, which was they played incredibly well. They kept the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers that you cover, out of the playoffs because of Jamal Williams. He's no longer, obviously, with the Detroit Lions. But they've, they're a team that has a lot of young talent. Jameson Williams who is suspended. Is suspended. <laughs> but, yeah, that's yeah, see, but, exactly. That's what I'm no, saying. But, uh, you just you know, proved they, my point. I know, but they my have... my point. The best they've made is Hutchinson. Like, why, how are you putting this team... In, like, I, I understand putting them once he's back, but like to open up the season, yes, the Lions are fun. They're young. They're intriguing. But to open up the NFL season, you're going non-conference Lions at Chiefs? Why not? Why not give them the shot? When have, other than Thanksgiving, when did the Lions ever get this type of preseason accolades or spotlight? I love this for the Detroit Lions. The, the fans of Detroit, I covered that team for eight years. That that team, they deserve it because they, they are an interesting, hot team right now. And why not get it out of the way early just in case they end up kind of falling apart? It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We dive back into the NBA playoffs. Can LeBron still have a classic LeBron performance? ESPN Radio, it's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.